Now it is time for this week's Taste of the Week. Delighted to say that the one, the only, Jacques Brennan, uh, the man behind uh, the book Hungry Soul and owner of the vegan factory shop in O'Brien's Bridge is with us. Jacques, good morning to you. Good morning, Alan. Thanks, Thanks very sir. much for Thanks coming sir. in. Oh, my pleasure. Always uh, interesting talking food, vegan food especially. I love talking food and I love eating. <laughs> so you, you tick both those boxes for Very me. I um, haven't spoken to you since just before Christmas. So how did Christmas go for you? Because I was, I was plying you with questions about uh, what you were going to be making and you, you did a lot of people over. Yeah. Uh, it sounded like the Uni- United Nations meeting. There were so many yeah, people we, from different countries having a meal at your house. Actually, we, we have this regularly and I, we just had a meal for my birthday. I actually, oh. for my birthday, I invited a bunch of people that from a market in Limerick that I used to do stuff in and we were calculating the the cultures I think we were 10 different nationalities wow <laughs> yeah and I said isn't that that's first of all it's a it's a it's something that shows you what how Ireland has changed yeah it is I definitely mean, more cosmopolitan than it was when I was growing thing, up and 10 nationalities and uh, and also I've always been uh, I'm an immigrant myself <laughs> And I've always been, you know, all kinds. So we had Irish as well, by the way. Well, that's all right then. <laughs> and they outnumbered everybody. But anyways, still it was... Uh, and Christmas is a bit the same. We have our whole family. Everybody came home. And we have another family from Galway who come to us who are Muslim. So we, we, make, we help them celebrate a bit of Catholic with us. They're part of our family, really. And... Um, we had an Egyptian friend and his girlfriend who was Ukrainian. And uh, who else did we have for dinner that day? Oh, we had a, an Italian. My son's girlfriend is Italian, so yeah. she was home. She brought, she brought lasagna because in, in Italy they have lasagna for Christmas. That doesn't sound bad. I'd eat lasagna any time of year. And she had welcome. made the lasagna, including the pasta for the lasagna, which was really impressive and very good. <laughs> Lovely. So you were looking forward to that, but even the fact that you didn't have to make it, I'd say it was great as well. Yeah, it was an addition. So I made a, I made a, uh, what I call a mushroom on croute, or it's a, it's beetroot and mushroom uh, wrapped in a phyllo pastry and baked. And uh, and I know how tasty it is because you you were good enough to bring one in for me. Oh, uh, I did. Before, yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, be, uh, be, beetroot Wellington. Wellington. Yes. So we had that, and we had of course potato. We didn't actually do roast potatoes. We normally do. We did uh, dauphinoise. So potatoes with cream in the oven, and it's easier to serve. Big slabs of it, and we had a a big plate of. Uh, Brussels sprouts with chestnuts and a lovely uh, white wine sauce with it. And then we had the lasagna. Oh, lovely. Which was great, actually. It was a really lovely addition. So that was the basic for the meal. Oh, we started with a salad. That's our first course, often, you know. That yeah. sounds like a right old feast. And uh, no doubt, the, what sounds like 112 people in your house were all delighted with what they got. Or there was no yeah. food to go around anyway. Everybody was well fed anyways. That's the key. Yeah, be well fed and you're uh, you're happy, you know. Was any room left for um, a few sweets out of the yeah. tin of celebrations or heroes? Or no, we didn't have those. They're not vegan, I don't think. Anyways, but I was we, wondering, as I said, I was like, yeah. do they they don't take the vegan box? But no. <laughs> <laughs> but we had uh, baklava, which I oh, made. Which is, oh, I love baklava. I know, it's and lovely. it's so easy to make, yeah. and I now I make it regularly for at least for a special occasion. 
and we had a cake that my daughter made, which was a lemon type of cake, which was very good. Oh, and then we had a, what we call in French, bûche de Noël, which is a log, which is the shape of a tree log. Mm-hmm. So it's a chocolate mousse rolled. Oh, and then speak high language. Covered in a, in a chocolate, um, uh, what do you call it? The sauce, is it? Or on top of the, on cake. Icing, icing on yeah. top of icing, but it's all in shape of a lovely log okay. with some with sometimes leaves or holly on top and everything. And so we had three or four different types of desserts that's just to give choice. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> delicious. And did you say it was your your birthday falls in around Christmas as well? So my birthday was just on Monday. Well, belated so, happy birthday. Mine wasn't yeah. too long before you. So, Is that uh, you, Capricorn? As I'm well? a Capricorn. Ah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I Similar get a, souls. I get all the special occasions out of the way. Christmas and birthday falling uh, yeah, fairly close yeah. to each other. Uh, well, hope that went well. I'm sure was there another big feast for the birthday. It was a feast that I prepared. <laughs> you you had to make your own birthday dinner. I did. I did. Ah, here. But I I brought my wife is working and my daughter and so but she made the cake which was a lovely cake and. Uh, and we had a, I just invited a, a bunch of people over just to have uh, I, it was something impromptu and it's my birthday so I do what I want <laughs> it's my party and I'll cry if I want to yeah <laughs> fantastic okay uh, sounds like a, a lovely couple of weeks for yeah. you well, um, I'm going to have a, a lovely experience now because I am going to put in front of me uh, the lovely meal you have brought in uh, and very well presented it is too. So what do we have here, Dice? So you have what is a mushroom and chestnut bourguignon. So bourguignon, a traditional, the, uh, like I say, the old tradition is a beef bourguignon. Okay. But the new tradition is a mushroom and a chestnut uh, bourguignon, which is basically a... Uh, a root vegetable, so it's this season, uh, made in a sauce which is wine-based. And I got a hint. I'm sorry, sorry, folks. I'm already eating. <laughs> I got good. a hint of wine there. And so it's it, the wine is cooked, of course. So it's uh, the alcohol is gone, but the the taste oh. of the wine, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the taste of the wine remains, and it makes it for a very savory. Uh, mm kind of uh, sauce, you know. Yeah, it's lovely. And the carrots in there as well? Lots of carrots. It's really carrots and onions are really the key to it. You need lots of onion and uh, there's a bit of garlic and red pepper. Red pepper, yeah. uh, Just to allow for a little sweetness. Lots of mushrooms. And I usually put in chestnuts because I love chestnuts. So, um, and the sauce is cooked down. It's uh, it's actually cooked in an oven. And why it's called Bourguignon is because it's from the Burgundy region. And as it happens, the wine I use was from Burgundy. By accident, but, <laughs> but it was. It was fate. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, actually. And, and the, you, you serve it on a plate of a nice um, a mashed potato, which is good in Irish. <laughs> I was just thinking, yeah, the, the foundation of this is uh, something from closer to home. Yeah, yeah. And well, the French uh, use a lot of mashed potatoes. This oh, okay. is a big, big thing. Yeah. Is there a sprinkling of, of herbs on it as well? And then a parsley. Lots mm. of par- parsley is perfect for this uh, type of dish, you know, this season. Parsley was... It's lovely. Does um taste lovely. The sauce is lovely, um, but it's the, the combination of the textures. The chestnut, then the, I suppose, the softness of the mushrooms, the mashed potato. Yes, yeah. But then it obviously the textures are different, soft textures. It's, it's nice. I'm really enjoying that now. 
Thank you. And it's yeah. come at the right time, you know, where it's like just gone 10 past 11. It's, you know, You're kind brave. of nearly lunchtime for me and I'm yeah. hungry. So this Very. is working out pretty well. Yeah. Um, would this be... You know, when would you generally have this, Jax? Like, like with the be- with the beetroot Wellington that you were kind enough to bring in before Christmas, it was. Uh, you know, you'd mentioned you could have it for lunch, but that maybe you know, with a view to when you were telling us what you were going to be having for Christmas, maybe it would be perhaps a starter or a side dish. What would this be? Would you have this for lunch, or would this be a starter before a two or three course meal? Or no, no, any? this is the main meal. It's the main this meal. Is, okay. Yeah, this would be a main meal. This would be the main dish. You would have maybe a little bit more with a, a a bit more of the gravy poured over it all, but this would be a main meal. This, with the mushrooms, you have good strength and the chestnuts. So, with we'll talk about a bit later, but about vegan food is, I guess with non-vegan food you have a meat that's heavy that it, I, people call protein, which mm-hmm. well, I'm not sure, but we do the same. With mushroom, mushroom is very high protein, but chestnuts as well. And so you have that. And then you have the rest, which is exactly the same as a, a bourguignon, is lots of carrots, lots of onion, especially lots of onion. Onion is a, a key to one of these, to, to root vegetable dishes, you need onion. And to uh, just uh, the more, the better, even if you don't want to eat them. But I love them, and especially big chunks of onion and that's minor <laughs> yeah you can't go wrong whether it's a stew or a casserole or whatever it might be or a dish like this the onions kind of um, aside from tasting nice they, they're a good I don't want to say filler because filler sometimes sounds like a throwaway word but they're an essential component of you know filling up a meal and making you feel full I think yeah I think the onion is uh, and I, I love the I like onions to be cooked but they're that's a that's what I like, anyways. So that's the, and it's basically a one a meal in a on a you know, with a nice bit of mashed potato and this on top, and you you're full. You know, it's uh, I might have a salad on the side. Yeah, man, <laughs> that has hit the spot. And Jackson was even kind enough to provide a. Yeah, and just a napkin. Ah, you have to have a napkin. <laughs> you need a napkin to. Um, that, that. Yeah, that was delicious. Um, I, how long does all of that take to put together? There's not, there's not a, like a, there's a few different ingredients going on there, but there's not a huge amount. No, it's it, what it is. There's different ways you can make it, but uh, I tend to marinate. So I, I take the the the, oh, the 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 onion in big chunks and the carrots in chunks, and I marinate them in the wine, a bit of water to mix it, and then I I put in a, a bit of tamari. A little a spin, a spin or two of tamari. Okay. And allow it to marinate for a few hours if you have the time. If you don't have the time, you don't have to. But if you have the time, it just impregnates it all in there into the juices. It creates the broth. And then you take the, 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 uh, the onion, the carrot, red pepper, and a load of mushrooms, and you fry them independently. You fry them quickly just to braise them. You don't, you're not really cooking them. You're braising them. Okay. And then you put them all into the broth. And to that, you add another half liter or so of broth from porcini. If you can get porcini dried mushrooms and you make a broth, about half a liter of broth from that, and you add that to to it with tomato paste, um, and you just cook it, and then you put it, and I usually you have 
bay leaves and thyme. Thyme is an essential one for the this kind of dish. For a split second, I, said, I thought he was adding bay leaves to it. <laughs> bay leaves, let's be... <laughs> no, no bay leaves. No, no. Uh, and in terms of prep time then? So it takes, it doesn't, uh, it'll take an hour or so to do mm-hmm. for sure. And I was thinking about it when I was waiting to come in and I was thinking about vegan food and cooking and thyme and Yes, it does take time. You come home from work, you're tired, and you need to cook this. Now, I this is part of my work, so I cooked it, and I and I cooked it for the people at home who were there, so they didn't have to do it. But if you can get once you get into it, it doesn't have to take so long. Now, I made a, a good amount for everybody to eat and to bring here. You don't have to make so much, but about an hour you have it all ready. And I know you say an hour, but cooking is a very special thing it's part of your life and i know we've chosen to cut it out and to just eat and buy out but you're not really getting food you're rarely getting good food from these places you're getting a fast food you're getting something that's made in a restaurant that you don't know what's made of it's not your food and to make food vegan is what i propose but to make food at home yourself to put a few potatoes into a pot and cook them. And then I added a little bit of soy milk, some vegan butter, salt, and you have a beautiful mashed potato. And it's really lovely. I can eat that almost on its own, right? And I just having eaten the mashed potato and being a fan of mashed potato... I can say, uh, certainly going by that batch, you wouldn't notice the the difference in terms of, you know, the fact that soy milk and vegan butter have been used as opposed to regular mashed potato. It still tasted fluffy and, you know, rich. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And you, Yeah, I add those a little bit to make them a little bit richer, but mashed potato can be just the mashed potato. It's quite good itself, <laughs> well mashed. And if you add a bit of butter or whatever, but vegan butter, of course. Oh, of course. <laughs> but even what you're describing there, Jack, it's, it, look, it's enjoyable to eat the food, but um, the experience of making it um, is one that you clearly enjoy. But it's a good point to make that, you know, people kind of sometimes see it, uh, the experience of making food as something to endure. Um, maybe if they have a busy or hectic life, but yeah. and maybe they feel too tired, but actually you know, the, the the process of making your own meal that you can enjoy, you can enjoy that process. Absolutely. And unfortunately, I do. Because <laughs> I've been, I said to myself, I do a lot of the cooking at home. And I said, I'm getting busier and busier with my vegan cheese company. And I don't really have as much time. So I said, this year, I'm not cooking. Everybody else has to step up. My daughter, whoever's in our house, my wife, but they work as well, and so they don't always have time. But I can't help it, and I really like it. And for me, it's a creative process. Not only do I, when I made that last night, and then we had that for dinner, I said, okay, it works, and you feel great. And I can't stop from myself cooking. And even though I said I'm not cooking, I keep doing it. I, I, the other day I was laughing, I said, I create a meal from one element. So I had aubergine in the fridge, and I said, oh, I should use that, you know. And I said, you know what I'll make? I'll make a baba ganoush with the aubergine. And it just led me, I made falafels from scratch. I made falafels. I made my own hummus and uh, tahini sauce, spicy sauce. I made them all that evening for the meal. 
Your family are very lucky. I'd say, they, I'd say they've never had to throw an apron on and roll their sleeves up in the kitchen, have they? Well, some do. My wife is a great cook, but I do a lot of it. And it's partially because it's a creative thing. And at the end, I'm often tired. Hmm. But I satisfied, help. fulfilled. Yeah, of course. Right. But I can't help. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a passion slash addiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, you don't have to. With a little bit of work, you can make yourself an easy, simple meal, and it's really good. You know, hmm. good for you as well, but also tastes good. For me, it has to taste good. You know. Okay, so I mentioned to the listeners that you're going to be talking about veganuary. Okay. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing yeah. it right. We're mixing a vegan and January there together. It's the this month is the worldwide campaign uh, to promote veganism. So, like, what are, are there big events around that, or you know, what happens around January to kind of promote veganery? Well, the the biggest thing, I guess, it's an online thing where people some people can sign up to a, a website for veganuary to say that they will try in January to just eat vegan food and it'll make an effort and the effect of that of people doing it for a week a uh, month sorry changes people often I don't know if it's 60% either remain vegan afterwards or stick with it for most of the time okay and it's just to show people it's a it's a promotion of course you know for veganism to see try it try to see what it'll do and you know the benefits of it all that and that's mainly the promotion. So people like myself use it as a platform for promoting veganism because this is Veganuary. But um, and th- that's the basic thing of it, you know. What mm. what I wanted to say a little bit is is talk a little bit about vegan food because people always say, "What's vegan food?" When uh, just a little story. When I was renovating the premises for the factory. Uh, people would walk by and wonder, you know, what are you doing in there? And, and late one evening, I was still there, and a couple who were walking, they stopped and they said, well, what are you doing in there? Because they knew the old shop and they wondered what, you know, what we we're going to do with it. And I said, well, I'm going to be making vegan food. And they looked at me and, and she looked over at her husband and she said, you hate vegan food, don't you? And he went, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and I started to laugh, right? right. And uh, so I said, okay. And I thought about it. And I said, well, what's vegan food? Well, vegan food are beans, rice, potatoes, carrots, onions, uh, anything you can think of that most of us eat, vegan or non-vegan, every day. And right? I was just thinking that when I was eating uh, the meal you brought in, I mean... Mushrooms, mashed potato, peppers, onions, carrots. As you say, most of us eat those the majority of the time. Yeah, and, you know, okay, people maybe don't eat chickpeas every day, but it's becoming more common. People mm. have hummus all the time, which is which is uh, chickpeas. It's everything that there is. Lentils, we're just not used to it. And so for for people traditionally eat in the past less so but today more meat and before or chicken and stuff there's a potatoes chicken and veg you know but salad all kinds of salad vegan food is everything you eat and it's everything you can most people eat and i I've, I've been asked many times what do i eat for a vegan i said you eat potatoes i said potato with the skin organics preferably is an amazing food. You could eat that and survive. You have so much in 
the potato. And, you know, we're Irish, so it's a great thing, right? <laughs> so that's what vegan food is. Yeah. And a lot of it is the sauce, like that dish there. If there was meat in that, the probably the only difference, and I don't know because I've never eaten meat, but is you'd have a chewy bit of food, uh, chewy meat, um, but the sauce would be very, very similar. Another little story is that a woman came to my stall when I was selling cheese in Limerick, and we were talking about it, and she said, oh, I come from a, a dairy family. <laughs> and she said, well, I'm going to buy one anyways. I'm just going to stick it in the fridge and tell no one. And uh, she said the other day, she was in the market, and she bought a big thing. She didn't want to cook. She From an Indian guy, she bought a big uh, amount of curry. It's a chickpea curry. And I brought it home to the lads working on the farm, and I served it up. I made rice, and then I served it up to everybody. And everybody loved it, and not a word was said. And at the end, I said to them, do you notice there was no meat in that? And they said, no way. I said, there was no meat in that. Hmm. And I think that tells you a lot. The sauce is similar. The spices, everything is similar. And you're getting chickpeas, you're getting their protein that people worry about, that they should never worry about. You're getting all the good food, so you don't. It's it's really quite easy <laughs> to be to to vegan food, you know. Yeah, because I often wonder about that. Uh, tra- you know, transitioning for want of a better word to becoming vegan and how difficult or easy it might be. But it sounds like it's not that difficult. Well, last night my wife, who is you know ninety percent vegan, but she's she's a vegetarian, and she. I was chatting and I said, how would I say become vegan? It's hard for me to say because I was a vegetarian all my life and becoming vegan, the hardest thing was cheese, giving up cheese, but giving up eggs and milk it was not a problem at all. But anyways, I wondered for people who are meat eaters, how do you become vegan? If you want to try it, let's say. say mm. Let's you want to try it for February. You only have two weeks left, so you're good. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she said, well, try one dish at a time. So like the curry with chickpeas. Have that, right? Mm. And then, uh, you know, try another dish. Uh, and s- small steps. So... You know, your breakfast, you can, like my wife now basically only uses oat milk and before she had milk in her tea and and in her porridge, she uses oat milk. And everybody's using more and more oat milk. Yeah. So you use it. And I think to, if you want to try it, then that's the way to do it. Like some people, somebody I just spoke to said, you know, I don't take dairy anymore and I feel so much better. Now, I've cut out the red meat, I do this. So people are conscious of it for their health, and they're slowly doing it themselves, bit by bit, by cutting out certain things. And I think probably the way to become vegan, if if it's something you'd like to try, is to make it bit by bit, you know, slowly. It's one dish, one meal today, and that's how people do it. And veganuary kind of promote that. Do Wednesdays, no meat day. What do I, and then you have yeah, to yeah, rack your brains, right? Yeah. So you do the chickpea or, or do a chili. 
amazing chili, a chili with black beans or, or kidney beans. It's an amazing food, you know. And just like whether you're vegan or not, cook in bulk so that you have plenty there to, you know, save you cooking as off. You know, even though you enjoy the experience, there are some days people come home and they just, it's nice to be able to reach into the fridge and find a bit of leftover lentil curry that you can just reheat Absolutely. or whatever. Cook lots. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're 100% right. I mean, that, I was thinking about it because I, I cook it the night before I bring it to you and I said, the good thing is the day after is often better, especially with sauce-type mm. foods, curries, or anything like that. You cook it the next day, you reheat it, and it's really good, you know. So do, cook lots. Jax has only just fed me, and I'm already hungry again, thinking about a lentil curry. Um, okay, so uh, those of you who are interested in trying, as Jack says, you've got uh, two weeks, the bones of two weeks, uh, left in veganery. So let us know how you're getting on, if you're uh, eating anything uh, vegan or otherwise.